Back on the muster for a Monday. Part of our political panel. Haven't heard from this rooster for a while. Here's Grant McCallum, of course, based up in Northland. G'day, Grant. Welcome to the muster yet again. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Andy. Very good. Yeah, great to be back on the show. I've um, haven't disappeared up here. You know, we, we, we're still up here. We're still growing grass and milking cows and everything else. So um, we're, our, our autumn's turning up a bit better than yours down your end, that's for sure. Because you put these photos up on Facebook at one stage you were dry. Then you had 120 mils of rain. Then you got another 85 mils. So yep, fair yep. to say you guys aren't looking too bad now. Yeah, although to be fair, it was interesting, eh? That, all that rain, uh, we ended up with 213 mils over about 36 hours. Yep. The last 75 of it came in one hour. Ooh. And I reckon 95% of it went straight down the creek. Oh, now, mate. Yeah. It just absolutely tripped down. And the ground was still really hard. We did get some benefit out, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But not as, you know, if you get, you, we'd have been better off getting 35 mils over two and a half days or something. Oh, you know? of course you would, yeah. I mean, hand, handling amounts of that rain in one hit is phenomenal. Um, well, your 120 mils, how long did you have that over? Oh, that was, a, it was only about three hours. Oh, really? Know? Oh, was so, it, it wasn't a nice soaking rain, it was just... No, boom. not at all. No, so the, the land's still really hard and dry. Yeah. So if we get the cyclone that's coming down now, it'll be really helpful. Um, we'll take it. And that great summer grass we've got up here called Kaikuya, which, uh, you know, if you end up growing Kaikuya in Southland, the global warming has certainly taken over. <laughs> well, we can grow hemp. We can grow everything. We've got a guy that grows um, hops at Five Rivers. So anything's possible these days. No, mate, mate it doesn't like frost. Just remember that Kaikuya goes yellow in frost. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll get into the frost season. Give us a chance. Uh, someone who had a chance to explain a case yesterday on TV was Louisa Wall. Mm. Fascinating insight into Q&A, hanging the Prime Minister out to dry, more or less. And, yeah, just ha- what's your read on this? <laughs> yeah, it was fascinating. I mean, you've always... I've been around politics a long time, and you've got to always take some of all this stuff with a bit of grain of salt. From Labor, the Labor government's point of view, it's just, it's just very untidy. But clearly you had a personality in Lewisa who just did not get on with the current leadership of the Labour Party. And that happens. And, um, you know, and so she decides she's going to fire some shots on the way out, which doesn't reflect that well on a Prime Minister who talks about being empathetic and all that. But, you know, my, I suspect that Lewisa gave as good as she got, would be my suspicion. She's, she's no shrinking violet. And, um, but what I think, you know, it's interesting. When you look at what she achieved, she probably achieved more as a backbench MP a lot of people do when they get into, into, into um, as ministers. And in opposition, she achieved more than, than the current Prime Minister did, who achieved virtually nothing in opposition, did virtually nothing. Like that, The marriage equality bill was all Lewis Wall. She drove that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating how it's all played out, though, in the media over the last 36 hours, though, isn't it? Oh, the media love this stuff. You know, this is you know, grist to the mill. And currently, you see, it would be fascinating to see how this had played out, say, three years ago or two years ago, when, when, when the Prime Minister was at her absolute peak in popularity. You know, I just wonder whether they would have taken much notice of it. No, because, because we would have been starting if, um, we would have been starting a COVID pandemic roundabouts then, Grant. There's no yep. way in how they would have done that because she did do a good job at the start. That goes yep. without saying. That's right. And so, but, but because now that the gloss has come off, the Prime Minister, to be fair to say... She's become very polarising, probably the most polarising leader we've had since Muldoon, yeah. which is saying something. Uh, and uh, for various reasons, we can all work to see those. And, and that's just meant, meant that the, 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 the media see a chance to rub her nose in it a bit more. They'll take it, most of them, not all of them. Um, 
And it's, 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 a, it's a fair story. She's allowed to make her point. I do have this with a wry smile. You might notice that uh, they've given her valedictory for Larissa Walls on Thursday, Thursday afternoon before Easter, right? Yeah. When everyone disappears off on holidays, school holidays and everything. And they're making another, and the, and the Prime Minister's making an announcement, I suspect at a similar time, to distract from the speech about, about the traffic light settings. So all I of a sudden, yeah. I don't think that's coincidence. This is my view. But everything, Lewis of Walls, she's going to leave it all on the floor. She's going to, because of course, being a former silver fern and black fern, um, she's going to leave, believe in what she says on that last oh, day. Yeah. It'll be fireworks. Oh, potentially. Although, you know, she'll probably, although she may take a different approach because she she will probably have a bit more of a a go. But ultimately, she said a lot of stuff publicly now. There's probably not a lot more to say in that space, I'd have thought. But um, no, it's certainly fascinating politics at the time and at the moment. And the polls are interesting and, um, you know, how how, how the the gaps closed right up. And I think with the the next election, it's wide open now. Wide open. And fascinating yesterday, of course, Q&A on TV1, TVNZ ran the story, Jack Tame, Lewisa Wool. Yep. News yep. Hub ran it as their second story Correct. regarding Lewisa Wool. Um, one News, silence, silence. crickets. <laughs> crickets silence. all yeah, the way. Chirping, yeah. <laughs> because an hour later, the Prime Minister was on Sunday programme talking about how hard it was doing her job. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. how does that even work? That just, yeah. it's biased it, from it, nothing. This is where, I agree with you, and this is where the media get themselves in a bit of trouble, because regardless of whether those were all deliberate decisions or linked or not, the perception is they are. And that's where they get it wrong. And because, and you know, that, that was a legitimate news story they should have run. Crikey Dick, if your opposition media outlet's running it, that tells you all you need to know on their news. And because then you had the piece on Sunday with the Prime Minister, which was a bit of a puff piece. It's a bit of a relaunch to try and show to still be that nice, kind and empathetic person and, you know, and to, to sort of to re- recast her image a bit. Um, and that's what that seemed to be all about, as far as I could tell, because there were no hard questions asked. It was more just a, 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 a please explain what happened type interview, you know? The problem is kindness won't run an economy. And that's what, and ultimately, that's what's going to be the focus, I think, of the next election. It'll be all about the economy. As we all know, the cost of living is going through the roof. Interest rates are going up. Uh, and, and you're going to buy your groceries these days. I honestly wonder how some people are making ends meet. I really do. Particularly if they're paying high rents in, in, in the bigger cities. Just really, really tough for individuals. Um, and as those, more, as those increasing mortgage rates, interest rates hit the mortgages... It's going to get. It could get quite ugly for a while, and it's, we, you know, it, it, those are tough times, and that, that's what swings elections. If the economy tanks, look out. Tell you what has been hasn't been ugly. It hasn't been the best of season for our landers. Of course, your Jeffers are doing pretty well at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, the interesting yeah, the are going really well. Yeah, mind well, you, it's been a long time between drinks. Just quietly. <laughs> but um, the Crusaders. I'm going to put this out there. Um, everyone talks about Richie Mwanga. In my opinion. I don't think the All Blacks will win the World Cup with Richie Mawanga as first five. Uh, and what I observe is, you know, there are some players that the, the, the tougher the situation, the bigger the occasion, the more they step up. I think Dan Carter was a classic in that space. Yeah. You know, he just he could just keep going through the gears. The bigger the occasion, the better he played. Richie Mawanga has not demonstrated that at the top level yet. In my, I agree with you. In my opinion, Bowden Barrett, you watched him on. He he has. And you watched him. He, he was a man. He was a big influence on that Blues team 
in the weekend. Yeah, you know, but... just his calm head. He was able to read the game, and he just took control. But as these um, concussions that he's getting are going to be a serious problem, we need to find someone out of left field to come up as the first five, I reckon. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, you've got to have backup. But, I mean, with the concussions, now, I remember Richie McCall went through a season where he had quite a few concussions. Yeah. So hopefully he can come through it. So, because, because honestly, I was really impressed with, but I was a bit worried about him. He was a bit gun-shy to start with, but he came to his game really well. And big game this weekend, we'll see them both on the field. So everyone will be playing the Crusaders Blues. It'll be a really top game, I think. Yeah, I'm looking for, yeah. I've got to, got to um, uh, rub the noses in a few of those Kent tabs. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fascinating. I mean, Blues against Crusaders. I'm hoping the Blues win and um, Highlanders have got the Canes you again. Do, just so. say that again, Andy. Did you say that you're supporting the Blues? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not anti. I mean, it's not like 25 years ago. The Blues was a dirty word. You would not wear a Blues jersey in Southland. Or you would not wear an Auckland attire in Southland. Such was the anti-sentiment. Yes, I remember when I was at Lincoln in the 80s, mate. I tell you, Auckland was the most hated place in the country. Was it was. I was had a lot of fun, though. <laughs> hey, Grant, thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it stepping in at short notice, mate. Have a goodie. You too. All the best. Cheers. Grant McCallum there as part of our political panel. Yeah, interesting as well, Louisa Wool, the way she um, came out yesterday. And Jacinda, one of the major news networks, staying away from that where the other ones decided to go there. It's interesting how it all unfolds. Um, yeah, wait for that valedictory speech on Thursday. Up next on the mustard, Dean Rabbage, Wyndham Sheep and Beef Farmer, Monday afternoon.